You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You're listening to Comedy Central. Coming to you from New York City, the only city in America, it's The Daily Show. Tonight, Biden wants to reshape the economy. More voting problems. And ghetto gastro. This is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. fun show for you tonight. White people are not white anymore. Bears are not who you think they are. And Desi Lydic uncovers the surprising reason that you won't be able to vote. So, let's do this, people. Let's jump straight into today's headlines. (laughs) All right, before we get into the big stories, let's catch up on a few other things going on in the world. Well, actually, this entertainment news is from out of this world. Tom Cruise is planning to shoot scenes for a new movie from the International Space Station. (laughs) Which, good for him. He's (laughs) finally getting to work a little bit closer to his home planet. This is nice, this is... It's all about that work-life balance. No, but seriously, people, Tom Cruise stays winning, right? He's one of the greatest movie stars and stuntmen. He's doing things that no one has ever done before. Just success after success. So... Maybe Scientology is right? (laughs) I don't know, I'm just putting it out there. I'm just putting it out there. In other space news, remember how NASA slammed a spaceship into an asteroid to test whether they could change its course? Well, yesterday, they officially announced that it was a success. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The the asteroid wasn't actually headed to Earth, and they hit it, and now it is. (laughs) So good work, everyone, yeah. You just clapped for us dying. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm not really sure this is all necessary, though. Like, to, like, send a, like a, a vessel up to hit the asteroid, spend all that money. Like, if we're honest, one immigrant mother could have done the same thing <laughs> just by holding up a slipper. That's all she needed to do. 
just be like, come to earth and see what happens. Come to earth and see what happens. Yeah, that's right. Turn around. Turn that, turn that, turn that asteroid around. In, in sports news, NFL star Devontae Adams of the Raiders has now been charged with misdemeanor assault for shoving a sideline photographer on Monday. Yeah, luckily, the photographer was attended to by NFL doctors, so he'll be fine. I mean, he died, but the doctor is still catering to play next Sunday. They said the game must go on. All right, let's move on to some of the biggest stories of the day. Starting off with a major story about the gig economy. You know, the gig economy, the reason your Tinder date had to make a stop to deliver Shake Shack. Well, over the past decade, more and more people have been making a living at jobs where the companies they work for are technically not their employers. But now, America's most famous employee might be changing that. All right, a potential game changer for millions of gig workers. The Biden administration proposing a new rule that would reclassify millions of them as company employees. The new rule could have wide-ranging impact on profits at Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, and other companies that rely on, on contractors. With that employee label, workers would be eligible for protections like a minimum hourly wage, overtime pay, jobless benefits, and workers' comp. Wow. Biden gets this done, it's gonna shake up the world of apps completely. Because you realize right now, the reason delivery and car apps can take in billions of dollars is partly because they don't technically have employees, which is great for them, right? It's the same way some people aren't technically in a relationship, but they still get all the benefits. <laughs> yeah, they get the sleepovers, but then they don't have to take care of you when you're sick, you know? It's just like, oh, I'm sorry you're not feeling well. I guess I'll see you when you're ready to smash, bye! <laughs> What Biden is suggesting is that these companies have to give their workers the benefits that employees would get. And I know that you'll agree with me, no one deserves it more than them, right? Because these people are hard workers. They're driving everywhere, they're biking, they're, they're delivering, they're taste testing our food before it gets to us. This is hard work. So this is a big step for a lot of people in the gig economy. But don't forget, there are drawbacks to being considered an employee. Yeah, like for instance, people singing you happy birthday at work. <laughs> yeah, you'll love it initially, but once they start on the, how old are you now? How old are you? You'll be like, I have healthcare, but at what cost? <laughs> All right, let's move on to some news about the midterms. The reason your inbox is now full of emails with the subject line, send me $4 or I'll kill myself. <laughs> let's catch up on some of the tightest races in our ongoing coverage of Votedemic 2022. Right now, any single Senate race in America could determine which party could take control of the Senate, giving them the power to get nothing done for the next two years. <laughs> and few races are closer right now than the one in Pennsylvania. On the Republican side, you have Dr. Oz, famous TV doctor and proof that even Oprah makes mistakes. And on the Democratic <laughs> side, you have John Fetterman, former lieutenant governor and dude who's just going off in the mosh pits. This race has hinged on a number of issues like crime, abortion, and the fact that Dr. Oz has only lived in Pennsylvania for less than two years. Which, is that even a real Pennsylvanian, huh? <laughs> has this dude even been in a fist fight in a Wawa parking lot yet? Hmm? <laughs> but now another question has begun to take center stage in the race. John Fetterman's health. Back in May, Fetterman suffered a stroke. And even though he's been back on the campaign trail, he still hasn't fully recovered. And now, his first major interview since the stroke has everyone talking. Can voters trust that you will be able to do this job on day one? 
Yeah, of, of course. This is Pennsylvania Democratic Senate candidate John Fetterman's first in-person sit-down interview since a stroke sidelined him from the campaign trail for months. That auditory processing where you know, I'll hear someone speaking, but sometimes I'll be able to be uh, precise on what exactly that they're saying. I use captioning. His campaign required that he be allowed to use a transcription program on his computer during our interview. I always thought I was pretty empathetic, uh, uh, emphatic. Uh, I think I was very, excuse me, empathetic. Uh, you know, that's an example of the stroke, empathetic. Yeah. I, I always thought I was very empathetic uh, before having a stroke. But now after having that stroke, I really understand, you know, much more kind of the challenges that Americans have day in and day out. So, yeah, this interview came out. And now, obviously, you've got people on the right saying Fetterman forgot a word and he can't understand speech, so he's not fit for the Senate. And look, this is politics. So I get it. People will jump on any weakness to give their party an advantage. I understand that. But let's be real, people. If stumbling over a word every now and again disqualified you from politics, America wouldn't have had a president for the past six years. Huh? Let's be honest. In fact, in fact, at least Fetterman acknowledged that he messed up the word and he corrected himself. Yeah, Biden wouldn't have noticed, and he would have just been Negroes, man. <laughs> and Trump, can you imagine Trump? Trump wouldn't have even acknowledged it at all. Like, Trump would have tried to convince us that he actually got the word right. He'd be like, I always knew that I was emphatic, and I was, and also empathetic. I was emphatically empathetic, and so emphatic about being empathetic. Emphatic about emphysema. Do we love emphysema, folks? We love it so much. And also, as for needing to read captions because he has a troubled understanding of speech now, I, I don't know. Is that really a deal breaker? Huh? In fact, if you ask me, I think America needs more people in politics who actually know how to read. Maybe that's just how I see it. <laughs> if anything, if anything, needing captions is super relatable these days. Yeah. Have you tried watching House of Dragon without captions? <laughs> it's impossible. I mean, half the characters have the same name. Aegon, tell Aemon to get Rhaenyra to warn Rhaenyra about Aegon's dream. But don't tell Viserys, he'll tell Jocerius. Did you get that? No, I didn't. I don't know what that was. <laughs> so look, so look. I'm not, I'm not vouching for Fetterman over Dr. Oz or anything like that, but I do think this whole debate is veering into the territory of saying that people with disabilities cannot be lawmakers, which is trash, all right? especially since America already has disabled lawmakers serving right now. It shouldn't be disqualified, right? Dan Crenshaw is missing an eye. Tammy Duckworth lost both her legs, right? And Mitch McConnell, he's literally melting all the time. <laughs> but has he let that hold him back? No! He gets up every day and he vows to keep on working until the moment his face slides right off of his skull. No, oh, that's right. Every night I tie my skin into a ponytail. <laughs> now, even though the Senate is getting the most attention, there's also a heated race for mayor of Los Angeles, where Congresswoman Congress, uh, Karen Bass is facing off against real estate tycoon Rick Caruso. And in their final debate last night, there was one moment that got everyone's attention. And it's when the moderator mentioned that Karen Bass is a person of color, and then Rick Caruso said, uh, me too. And this question goes for the both of you. The next mayor of Los Angeles will be either an African-American woman or a white man. I'm Italian. 
Italian American. Thank you. That's Latin. Thank you. Latin. <laughs> You're not white, you're Latin? Get the f out of here, man, huh? What is that? What is that? We, we all know what this is about, right? This guy's running in Los Angeles, so now he's saying, I'm Italian, which is a Latin language, so I'm basically Latino, right? <laughs> and look, I, I'm, not, I'm not claiming to be an expert, but if you tell someone you're grabbing Latin food, I think they'll be pretty pissed off when you come back with Olive Garden, right? We can all agree on that. <laughs> so I think we can all agree that Rick Caruso is just bullshitting here. Because I promise you, when he gets pulled over by the cops, he's not like, hola, officer, what is the problem, senor? <laughs> What's funny about this whole thing is that when they came to America, Italians weren't considered white. But then they fought for like 100 years to change that. Yeah. And let's be honest, any debate was definitely over by the time the Mario trailer came out last week. <laughs> Yeah, because Chris Pratt is out here like, it is I, Mario. <laughs> so, the Senate races are heating up, the mayoral races are heating up, but it turns out, even in the animal kingdom, my friends, elections are being fought tooth and nail. An update on Fat Bear Week. It's the popular bracket. It has been rocked by a big cheating scandal. So each year, people vote on the beefiest bear in Alaska's Katmai National Park before hibernation season. Well, the National Park tweeted, quote, like bears stuff their face with fish, our ballot box two has been stuffed. There were thousands of fake votes for bear 747, but even with the fake votes removed, 747 weighed in at 1,400 pounds and still won the semifinal round. Now 747 will face off against Bear 901 for the final round. Voting starts this morning. Yes, my friends, it appears that a voting scandal has tainted the dignity <laughs> of Fat Bear Week. <laughs> and don't you dare laugh, don't you laugh. If we cannot trust the sanctity of the fat bear vote, then what can we trust? <laughs> I honestly don't understand this. Who would even care enough about a fat bear election <laughs> to try and cheat and stuff the ballot box? Who is this person? Who's like, oh, I've got to rig this. Like, why? The fattest bear doesn't get any power if it wins. It's not like a bear is going to win the election and then cut taxes. Rah, rah, I use my claws to cut the taxes. Rah, and now for the zoning laws. What are you doing? <laughs> And by the way, I feel like this story is almost the perfect encapsulation of American culture, right? Because when other countries engage with nature, there's a reverence. You know, it's like, the mighty brown bear, wary of the coming chill, hunkers down for the winter months. <laughs> but with America, it's like, look at this chunky boy, look at him. He's so chunky, I just wanna, whoa, 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 whoa. dude, oh my God, oh, he just ate my arm, take a picture. All right, that's it for the headlines, but before we go to a quick break, let's check in on the stock market with our finance expert, Michael Costa, everybody. <laughs> Michael, what is happening in the market today? Well, like a fat bear on a scale, I'm crushing it, everybody. I mean, and I got a hot tip for you. All right, I got all a right, tip cool. for you, I got a hot tip for you. But uh, before we get into this, fat bear week, you know, here's a question. Why are people voting? We have the information from the scale. Doesn't that tell us who the fattest bear is? Am I the only one watching this story? We have a scale 
The scale tells us who the fattest bear is. There's no need to vote, okay? Oh, officer, officer, I know your radar gun says I was going 100, but can we just uh, take a vote on this first? I mean, come on. Well, let's call it what it is, Trevor. These bears, they're depressed. Think about it. They overeat. They sleep for months. They always seem upset. They freak out when you point a hunting rifle at their cub. I mean, they're unhinged, dude. All right? That's an interesting let's, way to see bears. Let's talk, let's talk about, you want, to, you want to talk about money? Yeah, that's what let's talk, let's talk about money, Trevor. Uber and Lyft. Now, I'm an expert on this topic. I actually use Uber Black, Trevor, because I'm an ally. So, that's for you. No, but, look, that's not a joke. That's not a joke. Look, okay. Let's look. As you can see on this chart, after President Biden announced that gig workers should be considered employees, Uber and Lyft shares have taken a ride of their own, okay? Now, this chart also perfectly demonstrates my enjoyment of making conversation with my Uber driver, okay? <laughs> At the beginning, it's fine, you know? Offers me a mint, gives me a bottle of water for a baby, but look, it, it starts to drop right here when he asks me to come sit up front. Oh, God, right? And another big drop in value again when he finds out I work at The Daily Show and asks me if I'm the guy that goes to the Trump rallies. But look, <laughs> his value increases when I learn he used to be a doctor and I can ask him free medical questions. But turns out he's actually just a chiropractor, so he loses all his value. But then I find out that he has prescription meds in his trunk for me, so it goes back up. And, you know, Mikey likey, okay? <laughs> so, now... Thank you. I offered you a hot tip, and it's usually a financial tip, but I feel like I have to explain this because it keeps happening to me. If you're my Uber driver and I fall asleep in the back seat, do not try to wake me up. I will bite you, okay? Back to you, Trevor, my brother. Michael Costa, everybody. All right, when we come back, Desi Lydic discovers yet another thing that is wrong with America's election, so don't go away. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Welcome back to the Daily Show. You know, with all the recent accusations of 
ballot rigging and fat bear fraud, it is no surprise that Americans have become less confident in their elections. But as Desi Lydic discovers in her new series, America's election infrastructure may be in even worse shape than you think. Hi, I'm Peabody Award-wanting investigative journalist Desi Lydic. Elections, they're the bedrock of democracy and the only thing preventing us from not having elections. But is America's election system reliable or are we one glitchy voting machine away from a total collapse? I'll investigate in our new segment, Votedemic 2022, our crumbling election infrastructure. After our nation's last elections went super smooth. Dozens of voters were locked out of the one single polling place for all of Louisville. Reports of hours of long lines, voting machine malfunctions, provisional ballot shortages. Officials are looking at calling in the National Guard. I wanted to find out how ready we are for the midterms. So I'm headed to our nation's capital to talk with election advocates at the Democracy Fund. My name is Tammy Patrick. I'm a senior advisor to the elections team at the Democracy Fund, which seeks to ensure that we have an open and just democracy that is inclusive and trustworthy for all of our citizens. Ooh, sounds like you got your work cut out for you. We do in this moment. There's a lot of work to be done, but it may not be in the areas that you necessarily think it is. All right, what are all the problems for this upcoming election? So we continue to see a shortage of poll workers, the global supply chain issues, underfunding of our election infrastructure. Whoa, 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 Tammy, Tammy, Tammy. Let's, let's start with the most pressing issue. Well, one of the most pressing issues at, at this moment, because of where we are in the election cycle, is a paper shortage. Paper? Paper? Tammy, it's 2022. Who's using paper to vote? So the vast majority of Americans actually cast a paper ballot. Yeah, no, I knew that. I, I vote every election. I got the stickers to prove it. Well, that's great, but election offices all around this country have ordered their ballots, they've ordered envelopes, they've ordered paper materials that they need, and they may not get them in time for the upcoming election. Who's gonna be affected by this paper shortage most? What it looks like is going to happen will be those small election offices serving rural communities where they don't have a large service provider that's helping them take care of this issue. Are you saying that the rural community, am I rural, 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 am I saying that right? Rural, the rural, okay, you know what I'm saying. As I learned about this large swath of Americans, rural, very rural, I realized this paper shortage could affect a lot of people. Well, I guess I gotta go find some paper people. Oh wait, there's more to talk about. Can it, Tammy? But can America just sneak some printer paper home from work like the rest of us? I went to Runback Election Services, one of the largest ballot printing facilities, to get an inside look at how dire the paper shortage is. We print ballots for um, several states and counties across the nation. We're in 23 states plus Washington, D.C. with some, some of our products. Wow, so you're a huge part of the voting process. Yeah, we touch roughly 45 to 50 percent of the voters around the country. You touch a lot of voters. Yep. But with consent. Absolutely. So what's going on with this paper shortage? Yeah, it started during COVID. When the paper mills shut down, they couldn't generate more paper. So they sold through all their inventory. And then when they started going back to work, they converted to liner board for cardboard boxes, right? Amazon still needs to ship things. Bezos, man. And now we don't have the inventory any longer. And so they're trying to play catch up. And you're saying there's a paper shortage happening right now? Yes. 
Jeff, I don't know how to tell you this, but I see a ton of paper around here. So what you see here on our production floor is a fraction of what we need for the whole year. Every day, we'll go through 65 of those rolls. 65 of these rolls? Yes. Jesus Christ. Historically, we could order paper, and in two to three weeks, we would have what we need. Now it's three to four months or more, and that's been the problem this year. How bad are we talking? Like, we might need to start printing double-sided bad, or the majority of Americans won't get to choose their president bad. Well, let's hope it doesn't get to that. Everybody's working to avoid that very problem. But we already do print double-sided ballots, so there is, we already print on both sides of the paper. Jesus Christ, Jeff, that means it's bad. Kind of. Walk me through everything that would be affected if the election community runs out of paper. If there's no paper, it's hard to mail ballots, envelopes, I voted stickers, and instructions. Wait, wait, wait. Voting stickers? Voting stickers could be gone. Could be. But the sticker's the best part of voting. It's the only reason I vote. You could also do digital stickers. Instead of getting the physical sticker, you get a digital sticker when you vote. Jeff, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Fair enough. Okay, I just have a few more questions. No. Ah, yes. What can Americans do to help with the paper shortage? Um, stop wasting paper. Cursive. Why am I writing in cursive? Stop wasting paper. Yeah. All right, you want to take me on a tour? Sure. I'm ready to go to work. All right, let's go. You're going to wear a hard hat? Yeah, that's what you do, right? No. It was time to roll up my sleeves, so I didn't get ink on them. Gross. This paper palace was pompin'. And it turns out there's a lot more to printing than just hitting Control-P. So this is where it all starts. We get the files from the county, the PDFs, so we can start the print process. Ah, let me ask you a question. Does PDF really stand for please don't No. I could see how crucial paper was to this process. So every roll of paper will generate about 1,000 ballots. When we're running in an election, we'll be running 24 hours a day, seven days a week. These run 24 hours a day? Yep. Yes. Wait, what's happening? Uh, this machine just ran out of paper. Happening already. I even presented Jeff with some of my own solutions to stopping the shortage. So this is the inserter. This is where the ballots, the I voted sticker, the instructions all go into the envelope to be mailed out to the voter. You say the stickers? The I voted stickers, yes. These ones right here? Yes. Oh. No. Oh, no. So even if a paper shortage does ruin America's democracy, at least I'll be able to participate in the most important part of the voting process. Thank you so much for that, Desiara. Stay tuned, because when we come back, I'll be talking to a trio of chefs who are making gourmet food ghetto. So don't go away. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. 
Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guests tonight are the founders of the Bronx-based culinary collective Ghetto Gastro. They're here to talk about their new book, Black Power Kitchen, which comes out on October 25th and is available for pre-order right now. Please welcome Lester Walker, John Gray, and Pierre Serrao. Definitely out here. Welcome to the yeah, show, gentlemen. Thanks, Thanks for having us. This we is so we in the building. You know, this it, it feels like it's been too long. It's, it's crazy. Been a minute. I remember meeting you, and my mm-hmm. mind was blown not just by the food you cooked, but by the stories that you told, the way you encapsulated people's cultures, their identities, everything into something we take for granted every day, which is food. Let's start with the like the very beginning, the inception of it all. Ghetto gastro. So many people have a negative connotation when it comes to ghetto. Be like, ooh, that's ghetto, you know, and then gastro has this, this culinary idea behind it. But you took it and you flipped it. I'd love to know why you chose that name. Well, we know opposites attract. And as a multidisciplinary business, we want to use food as a vehicle to tell stories, you know, about culture, politics, empowerment. You know, mainly we're using our creative energy to uplift black and brown communities. I love that. Yeah, mm. I love it. And the way you do it, the way you do it is by, is by leveling up, I mean, food from all over the world. I've, I've eaten your food, and I mean, not even gassing you up, you remember this. I, I ate the food, and I was like, man, New York has the best food in the world. And then I stumbled on a few places, I was like, these guys tricked me, because their food was the best food in the world. <laughs> New York has great food, but you, 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 you rarely take it up to another level. You've created something that's truly special, and everyone that talks about your collective talks about it with a level of excitement, pride and joy because that's what you encapsulate. You know, you, you take food and you create a story from it. Why do you think it's so important to do that? Well, we break bread to, to build bridges, you know, and I let Pete. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, what John said, you know, we break bread to build bridges and for us it's really important for our people to understand that the food that we, that we eat and how important it is what we put into our bodies, you know, mm-hmm. so we, making conscious food, high vibrational food, you know, like food that's a life force, you know, straight from the source, you know, plants, you know. The Pan-African all of that. pantry. Yeah, I love you know, that. You know, bridging the diaspora. I actually love that. flavor. From the soil to the oil, man. Yeah, man. I like that a lot. Yeah. You, know, you know what I love most about it is, 
what I what I love about this 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 cookbook and I love about the stories is first of all it's more Charlie, than it's just a cookbook, not a cookbook. It's a cookbook. Cook yeah, I like that. You know, okay, what I'm okay. ten million dollars worth of game I like in there, that. baby. Okay. And you know what? It deserves a different name because it contains every you you, you expect the recipes, right? You don't expect what they'll be, but you expect recipes. But this book contains art. You have beautiful images by artists who've shaped, you know, hip hop and communities around America and the world. It feels like you've infused more than just the food, but the people that would engage around the food. And that, that in, in, in and of itself was an interesting choice. Why involve others in your art? Well, we I mean, like when, you th- when you think about food, think about nourishment and it's really about nourishing the mind body and the soul so Damn. we have to we have to combine these the arts the music the de- the design yeah. aspect you know the fashion the flea and for us it's you know it's community builds immunity uh-huh. so we like to work with you know our, our peers and people that we love and that we trust to create like pieces of art like this that'll you know last and stand the test of time you, you do know? that with your food as well you know you've never been afraid of sparking conversation. You've never been afraid of using your food to comment on what's happening in society. For instance, th- there was a dish that I remember hearing about. It was American as apple pie, yeah. right? Three but was Ks, like, three like Ks. ice cubes, American yeah. most It was American KKK, yeah. right? And, and the, the, it was a deconstructed apple pie and it had a chalk outline on the plates. It was a graphic image, you know, to, to think about when you're having a dessert. And yet it was a commentary on what people oftentimes ignore about America. Yeah, food is, you know, food is a vehicle for us. It's an artistic expression, you know, for us to, you know, express our feelings and our thoughts. And mm-hmm. we do it on a, on a plate. And sometimes it might make people uncomfortable, but, like, that's what art is. You know, we're supposed to spark conversation and make you think deeper into all of the things that are happening. It's just not eating. It's, you know, food for the, food for the mind as well. Right, right. You've, you've also not been afraid to challenge some of the ideas. You know, people love soul food. People have these ideas of how black people eat. We talked about this many years ago, but a lot of how black people eat has been defined by necessity mm-hmm. as opposed to choice. And what you've done is you've come and you said, we're not scrapping these ideas. We're not, we're not getting rid of what black people have created mm-hmm. in a culture, but what we want to do is improve on it. We want to, we want to create worlds where the food deserts don't define our diets. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, you've, you've chosen to go with health. You've chosen to go with a lot of um, you know, vegetable-based diets. You, you've, you've really chosen to speak to something. I'd love to know why those recipes high vibration cuisine, like P mentioned earlier, and we don't call it a food desert, we call it food apartheid because it's not a natural occurrence, you know? This is social engineering, areas that have been underestimated, underinvested in, and exploited. So it's a reason why people don't have access to fresh food, but we wanna show examples of how we can make it culturally relevant, push it forward, Mm -hmm. and make it nutritious and delicious. Stealth health as well. Do you find do you find you're able to break through? You know, the, 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 there's, this, um, there's this idea sometimes of what a black man should eat. I have half of my friends who, if I give them a plate of salad or something, they'd be like, salad, man, if there's no meat, I'm not eating that. It's just some bullshit. Do you find that your, your, your recipes break through? Well, the future of food is plant-based. It, it's conscious cuisine. You know, it's, it's taking accountable calories. And um, we really want to highlight that, especially in the neighborhoods that we're from, that are suffering from. That are, that are just in desperation of healthy food. Right. Yeah, we want to change, you know, the, the sort of connotations and the context around the food in our communities and what we eat. So, like, you're talking about what black men should be eating, and we want to show, you know, our community what we should be eating. If you want to perform at a high level, you've mm-hmm. got to take things in that are going to help you do that. So, like, we keep saying high vibrational food, no, li- no low vibrations over here, you know, it's always high vibe. So, 
nutrient dense, you know, plants, like they're the primary source of protein. Yeah. So you want to talk about protein, you know, eat some kale, some quinoa, some sweet potatoes, you know, some chickpeas, come and talk to me. And we still got some twerking jerk chicken in there too, though. Yeah, right? That's what I like. So, it's so, the balance. So it's, it's the, the balance. balance. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like twerking jerk. We got the black power waffle. Right, right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right, using right. using African grain, sorghum, millet, amaranth. So we really want to have this continental cultural collision, looking mm -hmm. at the ingredients of the Americas, the ingredients of Africa, the ingredients of Asia, mm -hmm. and creating this combustion of something brand new. You've also taken it to another level because you're not just creating on the streets, you're not just creating in communities, you, you, you're also infiltrating areas that haven't generally been infiltrated by faces like yours. You know, you have a line of cookware that's out there and some, you know, some of the biggest brands. You, you make, you've got waffle makers. You've got, it. I'd, I'd love waffle to know. Mix. Waffle mix. Waffle mix as well. don't slip on the drip. Actually, yeah, I think man. you guys are, Come you, on, you're giving everyone in the audience waffle mix, I, right? I was watching the, the between the scenes. You are, right? No, for real. You were watching the between the scenes when Oprah and I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. We can't let the big O just own this. <laughs> you getting something when you leave. So everybody got a Mercedes outside. Now we just joking. <laughs> you got some wavy waffle mix, so get your fix, you know? This is what I'm talking. Every guest of mine needs to bring something for the people. Mm -hmm. Can I just say, it has been a joy knowing you. It's been a joy seeing the journey. Congratulations on every moment, every success. Thank you so much for joining Thank me on you. the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You got a gift for you too, man. A little, a little different Silk City, a little silky. You got to be a crown. You got my do rag? Let me crown you. You got, you got my do rag? AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. All right, everybody. Well, that's our show for tonight. But before we go, 
I wanted to remind you, The Daily Show's official Vote Demic 2022 merch has just dropped. Proceeds from select items will benefit Headcount, a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization that promotes voter registration. So if you want to support Headcount and look fresh on Election Day, scan the QR code or head to the link below. Until next time, stay safe out there. And remember, if you think a bear is cheating, <laughs> just let it slide. It's not worth it. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central. And stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.